Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Harry Belafonte, Tony Braxton, Ed Sheeran, Bad Bunny, Miley Cyrus, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can. But it's just as important to take time for yourself. AARP can help. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. Tell me what you think. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14. That's stiletto like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T. T-T-O and the number 14, and you can also follow me on Instagram at tjonesgibbs, that's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a partly cloudy, 58 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for once again for hanging out with me and joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday morning or even early Wednesday evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you as always for hanging out and just listening to the show. Uh, This week we're going to be talking about Harry Belafonte, the singer, actor, and civil rights activist who broke down racial barriers, has passed away at the age of 96. We're going to remember uh, Harry Belafonte this week. Also, Toni Braxton has opened up about her traumatic heart surgery. I'll tell you what she said. And Ed Sheeran insisted that he would be an idiot to do, uh, try to uh, rip off one of Marvin Gaye's songs. He's in trial today for copyright infringement. I'll tell you the latest. 
Bad Bunny has issued an apology to Harry Styles. I'll tell you what has transpired. And Miley Cyrus says she is getting ready to make a music comeback. But uh, she this apparently been a secret release about her album. I'll tell you more about it. So how is everybody doing today? Uh, you know, as usual, it's Wednesday. It's the middle of the week, only a few days before the weekend is here. Uh, as usual, uh, if you are just listening to the show for the first time, uh, That's Entertainment has been on Blog Talk Radio for about 13-plus years, and uh, we're going to keep on keeping on. Um, as a matter of fact, this is April is actually the anniversary month for when I started Blog Talk Radio 13 years ago. So I'd like to give everybody a shout-out who's continued to listen, continues to support the show, and uh, just keep on keeping on and supporting it and listening as always. Uh, this week, um, oh, and by the way, Usher is also uh, is in the news. He's uh, is keen, actually keen, to headline the Super Bowl halftime. This he's uh, he's all he's waiting for is the word, and he's in there. So he's talking about maybe being a potential uh, Super Bowl halftime headliner. And uh, Tyrese Gibson is in the news. Apparently uh, a judge has made a decision for that ongoing child support battle uh, with his ex-wife. So without further ado, let's get started. Uh, Harry Belafonte, the singer-actor and civil rights activist who broke down racial barriers, has died. He was 96 years old. As well as performing global hits such as Deo, the Banana Boat song, winning a Tony Award for acting and appearing in numerous feature films, Belafonte spent his life fighting for a variety of causes. He bankrolled numerous 1960 initiatives to bring civil rights to black Americans, campaign against poverty, apartheid, and AIDS in America, uh, I'm sorry, in Africa, and supported left-wing political figures such as Cuba, uh, Cuba's of uh, Fidel Castro and Venezuela Hugo Chavez. Now, the cause of death was congestive heart failure. That's what his spokesman told the New York Times. Uh, figures including Joe Biden, the rapper Ice Cube, and Mia Farrow paid tribute to Belafonte. Uh, President Biden said that Belafonte was a groundbreaking American who used his talent and voice to help redeem the soul of our nation. Harry Belafonte's accomplishments are legendary, and his legacy of outspoken advocacy, compassion, and respect for dignity will endure forever, unquote. Belafonte was born in 1927 in a working class Harlem, New York, and he spent eight years of his childhood in his impoverished parents' native Jamaica. He returned to New York for high school but struggled with dyslexia and dropped out in his early teens. He even took odd jobs working in markets and the city's garment district, and then he signed up to the U.S. Navy at the age of 17, in on uh in March of uh no yeah yeah at the age of 17 March of 1944 working as a uh, a munition loader at a base in New Jersey and after the war ended he worked as a janitor assistant but he inspired to become an actor after watching plays at the New York American Negro Theater along with fellow expiring actor Sidney Portier uh he took acting classes where his classmates include Marlon Brando and Walter 
to Matthau, uh, paid for by singing, folk, pop, and jazz numbers at New York club gigs where he was backed by groups whose members include Miles Davis and Charlie Parker. He also released a debut album in 1954. It was a collection of traditional folk songs. His second album, Belafonte, was the first number one in the new U.S. Billboard album chart in March of 1956, but its success was outdone by his third album the following year, Calypso, featuring songs from his Jamaican heritage. It brought the feel-good Calypso style to many Americans for the first time, and it became the, the first album to sell more than a million copies in the U.S. The lead track for Deo, the Banana Boat song, a signature song for Belafonte, it spent 18 weeks in the U.K. single chart, including three weeks at number two. Now, his version of Mary's Boy Child was a U.K. chart topper later that year, while Islands in the Sun reached number three. The latter release won him one of the, his two Grammy Awards. Uh, he was later awarded a Lifetime Achievement Grammy and the Academy's President's Merit Award. Uh, Belafonte, he maintained an acting career alongside music, winning a Tony Award in 1954 for his appearance in the musical review show, John Murray's Anderson's Almanac, and appearing in several films, most notable as one of the leads in Island in the Sun, along with James uh, Mason, uh, Joan Fontaine, and Joan Collins, get this, with whom he had an affair. Now, he was twice paired with Dorothy Dandridge and Carmen Jones and Bright Road, but he turned down a third film, an adaptation of Porky and Bess, which he found racially, uh, racially demeaning. Um, he later said that the decision helped fuel the rebel spirit that was Buick in him, a spirit he parlayed into a lifetime of activism using his newfound wealth to fund various initiatives. Uh, he continued to take occasional acting roles, and in, in 2018 he appeared in the Spike Lee movie Black Klansman. And in 2014, 12 Years a Slave director Steve McQueen announced he was working with Belafonte on a film about Paul Robson though it wasn't developed. Bellefonte was married three times, first to Marguerite Bird from 1948 to 1957, with whom he had two daughters, activist Adrian and actress Sherry. Uh, he had two further children with his second wife, Julie Robinson, actor Gina and music producer David. And he and Robinson divorced after 47 years. And in 2008, he married Pamela Frank, who survived him. Um, I also want to take time to remember Harry Belafonte. Actually, Harry Belafonte was one of the commencement speakers at my college graduation at LIU in Brooklyn, New York in 1991. He gave an incredible uh, commencement speech. And... Uh, you know, it was it was insane because um, there was rumors that he was going to be one of the guests, and he actually was one of the commencement guest speakers. So that's my uh, fond memory of this uh, talented man who, you know, he stood with Martin Luther King and I Have a Dream speech. He was very political. He was very active and when it came to matters of injustice and uh, you know, things that was going wrong in America. So uh, he's uh, definitely going to be missed. And, and actually, um, 
he stayed true. He 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 was a became a native New Yorker right to the very end. So uh, may he rest in power. Harry Belafonte has died at the age of ninety six. Right now we have 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will give you a reminder. Make sure you like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One, T H A T S Entertain, and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, that's S T I L E T T O, and you can also uh, follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. Uh, Tony Braxton has opened up about her traumatic heart surgery, which doctors deem necessary due to complications from lupus, which she was diagnosed in 2008. The Unbreak My Heart songstress revealed in a new interview with People that she went under the knife in September of 2022 after discovering 80% of the main artery in her heart was blocked due to systemic lupus uh, euthematosis, SLE they call it, the most common form of lupus. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. While she's usually on top of taking care of herself, the diva admitted to to slipping up a bit last year. Two days after being screened, Braxton underwent the emergency surgery with doctors inserting the uh, coronary stent to keep the artery open. She spent a few days in recovery. Overall, the R&B star was thankful to have caught the medical issue before suffering a worse fate. Ed Sheeran insisted he'd he be an idiot to perform a mashup of Thinking Out Loud and Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On if he ripped off the latter song. Defending himself in the copyright infringement case brought by the heirs of late songwriter Ed Townsend, who co-wrote the classic soul hit, the 32-year-old singer insisted that the 2014 concert footage of him singing the two tracks with Not the Smoking Gun that the lawyers of Catherine Griffin Townsend claim it to be. Ed insisted he often mashes together songs with similar chords at his concerts and named a number of other tracks that share the same progressions, including Someone You Love by Louis Capaldi and Van Morrison's Crazy Love before growing frustrated when his response was cut off. The Shape of You hitmaker also appeared frustrated when he wasn't allowed to give some content to his lyrics that were quoted by lawyer Keisha Rice. The lawyer, however, hit back that she would ask, ask if she needed more content. The drunk singer claimed Thinking Out Loud came from an emotional conversation about his grandparents' relationship with co-writer Amy Wage, who is due to testify in late April, but the pair no longer talk about the song. The trial is expected to last around a week, but if the jury finds Ed liable for copyright infringement, it will enter a second phase to determine how much he and his record labels owe in damages. Bad Bunny has issued an apology to Harry Styles for dissing him during his Coachella set last week. When returning to the stage at Coachella's second weekend on Friday, April 21st, the Puerto Rican rapper addressed the matter. During his set on and uh, an on-screen message read, Sorry, Harry, it was a mistake from my team. We love you. Uh, the sweet note arrived. Bad Bunny uh, landed in hot water 
for a shady tweet displayed during his historic headlining set on April 17th. Now, at the time, a tweet was featured on the big screen when Bad Bunny was performing El Apicon. The controversial tweet insinuated that Bad Bunny is a more versatile artist than the as-it-was hitmaker. Now, following the backlash, a representative for the Grammy-winning artist issued a statement on Monday, April 17, speaking to Rolling Stone. The rep claimed that Bad Bunny, whose real name is Bonito Antonio Martinez Arcasio, did not approve of the message in the tweet. Sturdy.co, the visual content company that produced the images for his set, also confirmed that Bad Bunny did not approve the dissing tweet, adding that it didn't mean to throw shade at the watermelon sugar hit maker. Now, this is what they said. The request from, from the artist during the visual for El Apagon performance was to use the image only and not text from the tweet, which they took full responsibility and corrected this Friday's performance. This visual are a celebration of Bad Bunny and his dedication to empowering his native island, Puerto Rico. Mm. Miley Cyrus just made a music comeback last month, but she could be secretly releasing another album this year. Social media went abuzz as they thought that the singer-actress has released a secret new album under a pseudonym. The the 12-track uh, LP, Down With Me, was released under the name Clara Pierce and featured vocals that sound eerily similar to those of the former Hannah Montana star. It was actually released on March 10th, the exact same day the 30-year-old dropped her last LP, Endless Summer Vacation. Many believe Miley left hint on the album with the songs such as See You Again, I'll Never Get Hurt Again, and At Least I Can Say That I Tried, which could easily be alluding to her highly publicized breakup from Liam Helmsworth. There's also a song titled Sagittarius, which seemed to reference her astrological sign. Now, some others, however, thought that the release of the album did not get Miley's prior consent. They said that... Um, Somebody had commented saying that someone made an account with a random name and photo that had access to her unreleased demos and illegally uploaded them. There were also uh, there was others who suggested that this could be another case of AI working its wonders, artificial intelligence. Um, I don't know if you guys heard that now they have this thing where they have these AIs that are uh, taking one artist song and putting another artist as a feature even though the artist never did a collab with that artist it's like they combined the two artists even though they never worked together so that's been going around uh, uh lately they're talking about that and artists the recording artists are angry about it but do you blame them uh one social media uh, I digress, but one social media media user suggested that uh, William Cadero, who is listed as a sole songwriter of every track, could be behind this whole incident with Miley Cyrus uh, with this um, album being uh, released without her knowing, uh, or these songs, actually. Uh, the songs released under the name Clara Pierce has since been taken down, fueling the theory that the songs were simply demos uploading illegally. Meanwhile, Miley had not commented on the leaked songs. 
Usher is keen to headline the Super Bowl halftime show, previously making an appearance at the NFL showpiece game when he joined headliners Black Eyed Peas to sing OMG in 2011. The 44-year-old singer admitted he would be a fool to say no if the opportunity ever came around for him to take the prestigious gig. The yay the yay, uh, hit maker uh, admitted performing the concert has always been on his bucket list, and he believes he has a back catalog strong enough to take on the job. Rihanna headlined the NFL championship game earlier this year, while last year Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar shared bill-topping duties. And in 2021, The Weeknd took on the gig, and the year before him, Shakira and Jennifer Lopez were co-headliners. Usher recently spoke of how much seeing K-pop group Blackpink had inspired his own live shows. Uh, he told GQ magazine that he literally went to a Blackpink concert in Atlanta, and he was like so he was so in awe about the whole show because he said that it was amazing. They looked amazing. They were putting on a show, wardrobe, great sequences with the lighting and everything working in sync. There's no detail spared, and that's what he loved about it. A judge had made a decision for Tyrese Gibson ongoing child support battle with ex-Samantha Lee Gibson during a hearing at Fulton County Court on Tuesday, April 25th. It was revealed that the actor was ordered to fork 636000 for child support as well as his ex-lawyer fee. The amount includes 238000 in back child support for their daughter, Sor- uh, Soraya, and 399000 for Samantha's attorney fees. However, the Fast and Furious actor who refused to pay the $10,000 a month he was ordered to pay last August didn't have to pay it all at once. Judge Kevin Farmer set May 15 as the due date for him to pay about 258000 of it. In response to the decision, Tyrese attorney Tanya Mitchell Graham claimed to TMZ that her client is planning to file an appeal as soon as the judge order is entered. She also filed a motion for a new trial, which will be heard next month. The decision came after Tyrese took to his Instagram account to share a video of him slamming the judge. In the 30-minute Instagram video, the 44-year-old accused the judge of being racist and calling his ex-wife a bitch. Right now, we have here... uh, about 35 minutes left remaining in the show. Uh, coming up in the next half hour, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Soldier Boy. He owes his ex-girlfriend more than 200000 for allegedly assaulting her in 2019. I'll tell you more about it. Lotto, uh, you know, she had these gun charges. Well, they have reportedly been dismissed after she completed a gun safety course. I'll tell you about it. Pete Davidson, a one-vehicle crash in Beverly Hills last month, damaged property, and now it might damage his legal record. And uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are excited for Bad Boys 4 as filming continues. And uh, the Super Mario Brother movie keeps running at full speed in its third week at number one at the North American box office. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't you go anywhere.
But all you gotta do is keep it real with a player Answer your phone whenever I call Call me down, pick me up whenever I fall I like them short and tall, slim and thick I like them cute and sweet, ghetto and fit Hop your in that bin cause you like my style You know me, I do anything to make you smile I need a lady in the street, sneaky link Gotta watch how you move, what you get is what you see Out of sight, out of mind, but I still adore you Just hit me on the FaceTime, I never ignore you You know pain is love, but my love is loyal I know you heard stories, but that was before you Can I see C and Christian Dior? You ain't worried about, girl, cause you know it's all you get. With a player, but all you gotta do is keep it real with a player. I need that real love talking about me with it. And I keep it with me. I don't got no girl I'm picky. Cause I gotta know you with me. Cause you think it's sticky. That's why I keep it glizzy. Ride around through my city. Just in case I see a dizzy. And I buy everything. Cause then Alexander Wayne. I come from a broken home. Why she got the final thing? Four peanut butter frame. Eleven carrots on the brain. I swear on my p. You said love don't cost a damn. I saw you in front of the Louis store. With your Louis fur. Calling with your girls. Honey blind hair. Dick dog. Nice he's alive. Bad guy is Johnny Spencer. You know how to do a house. Every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now, we got 30 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from Tiger, featuring Janae Aiko and and featuring Pop Smoke and Sunshine. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about Soldier Boy. He owes his ex-girlfriend more than 200000 for allegedly assaulting her in 2019. The rapper, whose real name is DeAndre Cortez Way, has been ordered to pay Kayla Myers over 230000 after a jury sided with her in a trial for assault and kidnapping case. On Friday, April 21st, a Los Angeles jury reached a verdict and found that the Kiss Me Through the Phone 
spitter engage in the conduct with malice, oppression, or fraud. The jury awarded Kayla $1,800 for mental health expenses and another $234,000 for physical and mental pain and suffering. That brings the total to $235,000. As reported by Radar Online, Kayla sued Soldier for alleged assault and kidnapping. She said the alleged accident took uh, place in February of 2019. She said that they had been dating on and off, but everything changed at a house party on February 1st, 2019. Kayla said she got into a fight with her then-boyfriend's female assistant. Kayla stated in the suit that the soldier girl, Reimer, approached her and beat her in the head with a gun. She added that he went on to punch her in the face and instructed his male assistant, Tevin, to tie her up with extension cords. Kayla said that the assistant held her hostage for six hours. She additionally claimed that Tevin demanded she perform a sexual act on him to be let go. She said she agreed in order to escape. Kayla immediately called the police. Officers then conducted a raid on Soldier home and found guns, which led to a probation violation in a separate case. He was taken into custody until he was released months later, but was never charged over the alleged assault on Kayla. Kayla claims she suffered three fractured ribs and a bruised face from the alleged attack. Uh, her complaint sought unspecified damages. Soldier denied all allegations of wrongdoing and claimed any alleged injuries was caused by third parties outside his control. The case isn't over yet as phase two of the trial began this week where they will make a decision on punitive damages. Lotto gun charge has reportedly been dismissed after the FEMC completed a gun safety course and over 100 hours of community service. According to a new report, her case was officially dismissed in L.A. County Superior Court on Tuesday, April 25th. Following the dismissal, the Big Energy Raptors attorney, Jamal Tucson, expressed relief in a statement. He said, quote, I'm extremely pleased with the outcome and glad my client can move forward with her flourishing career, unquote. That's what he told TMZ. Lotto was previously charged with carrying a loaded firearm and concealed weapon in an incident at Los Angeles International Airport in May of 2021. A judge later ruled that Lotto had to complete a safety course, perform 120 hours of community service, and avoid all firearms, all of which she completed. Pete Davidson, one vehicle crash in Beverly Hills last month, damaged property, and now it might damage his legal record, too. The Beverly Hills Police Department has concluded its investigation into the March 4th mishap and sent the case to the L.A. County District Attorney Office to determine whether Davidson will be charged. TMZ had reported citing law enforcement sources. Davidson, however, reported lost control of the Mercedes, struck a fire hydrant, and crashed into a house, causing minor damage to the structure and a, a gesture of water from the hydrant. No one was injured in the accident, and drugs and alcohol was ruled out, according to the report. Davidson is also in the headlines today after a clash with a fan at Madison Square Garden. The Saturday Night Live alum joined John Stewart at the New York Knicks playoff game against the Cleveland Cavaliers at the arena on Sunday. As seen in footage posted to Twitter, Davidson appeared to shove one man who put his arm around the comedian's shoulder while posing for selfies with fans. 
A TikTok video of the same encounter showed the man resting his cheek on Davidson's shoulder and photobombing the selfie Davidson took for other fans. After shoving the man back, Davidson appeared to share angry words with the man, but the video don't pick up that conversation. Davidson is gearing up for the May 4th release of the Peacock show Bupkis. Uh, Davidson co-created the comedy, which Peacock described as a raw, semi-autobiographical series in which he, he attempts to work through unique family dynamics and the complexity of fame to form meaningful relationships. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are excited for Bad Boy 4 as filming continues. On set working on the fourth film in the Buddy Cop franchise, the two actors revealed they are both feeling hype for the upcoming movie. Smith and Lawrence are reprising their role as detectives Marcus Burnett and Mike Lowry, respectively, while Vanessa Hudson, Paula Nunez, and Alexander Ludwig are all returning after featuring in the 2020 film Bad Boys for Life. The plot is being kept under wraps, but Aldi El Arby and Bilal Fala will be behind the cameras again and are directing from a script by Chris Bremner. The Super Brothers of uh, Super Mario Brothers movie keeps running at full speed in its third week at the North American box office. The animated family film easily fends off new releases from taking over the top spot as it's added an estimated fifty eight point two million. Domestically, Universal Picture adaptation of Nintendo's video game franchise has grossed $434.3 million. It's closer to becoming the first movie of 2023 to join the Billion Dollar Club, having made $437.5 million internationally for a global total of $871.8 million so far. While it has not reached the one billion mark, Super Mario Brothers has broken other records after surpassing Jurassic World at forty six point four million to rank as Universal's biggest third weekend in history. It also has the seventh biggest third weekend among any film at the domestic box office after surpassing Spider Man No Way Home at fifty six million and becomes the highest grossing animated release of the pandemic era. Mario is additionally the highest-grossing animated film in Universal history at the domestic box office after beating uh, Minions, The Rise of Gru at $369.7 million and the third highest of any Universal movie behind Jurassic World and E.T. And, uh, and uh, that's under, unadjusted for inflation. While Mario is unshaken by the competition from new releases, Evil Dead Rise has left a mark in its first weekend. The fifth installment of the Evil Dead film series scared up an estimated $23.5 million to debut at number two. Guy Ritchie, The Covenant, entered the chart at number three with disappointing $6.3 million opening, despite positive reviews from critics. And John Wick uh, Chapter 4 still has a kick in its first week, adding approximately $5.8 million to its domestic Cumulative while dropping one spot to number four, Dungeon and Dragon Honor Among Thieves followed close behind at number five with an estimated five point four million. Alec Baldwin has resumed filming Russ. Alex resumed filming at the Yellowstone Film Ranch in Paradise Valley, Montana, on Friday, April 23rd, after cinematographer Helena Hutchins was killed on the set of the movie in October 2021. The Hollywood star and his wife 
Hilaria Baldwin was seen having a sushi dinner together since the uh, near the uh, Montana set on Thursday. And eyewitnesses had told people they were in a good mood. They seemed like they were in good spirits. Alex and other Rust producers settled a wrongful death lawsuit filed by Matthew, Matthew Hutchins, a Helena's widower in October. Hutchins has also been brought on board as an executive producer as part of the settlement agreement. Earlier this month, meanwhile, prosecutors warned that dropping involuntary manslaughter charges against the actor does not absolve him of criminal culpability. Special prosecutors uh, carry uh, Morrissey and Jason Lewis warned that changes may be refiled after further investigations take place. Armorer uh, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed has also been charged with involuntary manslaughter over the tragedy, and the pair confirmed that the case against her is still going ahead. And Lifetime and A&E has announced that Tony Braxton has inked a new all-encompassing production deal following reports of her recent heart surgery. With this new partnership, her company, Braxtoni Production, will oversee and executive produce multiple projects for the network. The production company will be headquartered at Lifetime Los Angeles office. Braxton and Lifetime has a long, has a, have a long history as business partners. She most recently served as executive producer for the film, A Christmas Spark. Plus, she starred and executive produced two other features under their Falling Angel Murder Club banner in 2022. The songstress starred in Lifetime, Faith Under Fire with T.J. Jakes as executive producer in 2018, Every Day is Christmas, Twist of Fate, and, of course, her lifetime biopic, Tony Braxton, Unbreak My Heart, which starred Lex Scott Davis. The official trailer for The Equalizer 3 star Denzel Washington has arrived. Released on Tuesday, Deadline reports that the clip was first shown on Monday night at CinemaCon in Las Vegas. During the event, the leading actor received a Lifetime Achievement Award presented by director Antoine Fuqua. The, uh, the Equalizer 3 finds the uh, 68-year-old actor uh, starring alongside Dakota Fanning in the Italian-based film. Leading as the character Robert McCall, the action film finds the Academy Award winner fighting crime and at odds with the Italian mafia. He discovered that a few of his friends are under the control of the local crime bosses and finds himself ready to return to vigilantism. Fuqua, Washington, Todd Black, Jason Blumenthal, Clayton Townsend, uh, Alex Siskin, Steve Tisch, Tony Eldridge, and Michael Sloan all serve as producer in the third installment. The Equalizer film series is based on the 1980 CBS series of the same name. The television show was rebooted in 2021, starring Queen Latifah. While filming The Equalizer 3, get this, Italian authorities arrested men who worked to provide food and refreshments on the set. Two caterers were taken into custody after Carabinieri police officers raided their hotel rooms on the uh, Amalfi coast in Italy and seized more than 100 grams of cocaine. Wow. And uh, ABC uh, legendary Sutzer General Hospital is looking to defend its crown at the daytime Emmys, landing 19 nominations this year, the most of any program, as the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences announced contenders for the landmark's 50th annual 
Daytime Emmy Awards. Last year, General Hospital was the big winner with five awards, including Best Daytime Drama, as the telecast returned to a live, in-person event. This time out, the uh, National Academy of Television, Arts, and Science first revealed multiple categories Tuesday night via various entertainment shows, and it looks like CBS, The Young and the Restless, also in the middle of its 50th anniversary celebration, has taken an early lead. But after all was tallied, CBS, The Bold and the Beautiful, was actually next in line with 14 nods, followed by The Young and the Restless, 13, NBC's Days of Our Lives, 11, and the most honored non-serial, The Syndicated, The Kelly Clarkson Show, also with 11. The Daytime Emmys are celebrating 50 years of Daytime Emmy Award programming, uh, they are also celebrating the milestone on some of the longest-running shows, such as General Hospital, The Young and the Restless, Dr. Phil, and Rachel Ray. This year's main daytime Emmy telecast will air live June 16th on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. It's part of a ne- uh, new two-year telecast deal that the Academy has set with C- CBS. The Daytime Emmy Lifestyle and the Creative Arts Ceremony will take place the next day on June 17th. The Kudos are produced by Natis and Associated Television International. Adam Sharp and Lisa Armstrong are executive producers for the, from the National Academy of Television Arts and Science, while David McKenzie is executive producer from ATI. Right now we have 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to take another a music break and when I come back I'll give you the last remaining stories of the day so don't go anywhere
That was new music from Kiana Lede featuring Ella May and Jealous. Right now we have 12 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, Mary J. Bly in Lifetime has set a June release date for her original film, Tupac, Real Love, inspired by her classic record of the same name. And Strength of a Woman will premiere on the network on back-to-back weekends in June, slated for June 10th and June 17th, respectively. The movies tell a continuing story. Uh, both film star Ajana Alexis and Davici and portray the highs and lows of young black love. Additionally, the project features the towns of Princess Davis, Austin Anazi, Shireen Haas, and Garfield Wilson, just to name a few. According to the official description, Real Love follows an 18-year-old Kendra, played by Alexis, as she sets off on her own for the first time at an HBCU in North Carolina. And at the university on the scholarship, she aims to stay focused on school. However, she and her photo class partner, Ben, played by Da Vinci, develops a relationship beyond the lesson plan. And despite the proving parents' financial hardship and even an unexpected pregnancy, Kendra and Ben find themselves falling hard for each other and learn the meaning of real love. Their story continues in Strength of a Woman, jumping ahead more than 15 years. Despite Kendra's succeeding as a photo- photographer, she finds herself in a failed marriage and must reckon with the decision she made for the life she thought she wanted. Reconnected with Ben, she is forced to a, uh, she's forced to a crisis point and must dig deep to find the strength to take control of her life and accept the love her college romance may be offering again. Mary J. Bly also serves as the executive producer on both original films through her own production banner, Blue Butterfly, with Ashana K. Ayers and Q. Nicole Jackson as co-producers. In addition, Real Love and Strength of a Woman are also produced by Front Street Pictures and are being distributed by Sony Picture Television. Gail King and Charles Barkley are joining forces in a major way. The two have been confirmed as the hosts of King Charles, a weekly television series coming to CNN. King Charles is set for prime time beginning this fall and running into 2024. Topics set to be explored in the series include heavier issues such as gun control, as well as lighthearted conversations about food and pop culture. Additionally, King Charles is set to feature public figures related to trending news. Both hosts will remain in their current roles with King anchoring CBS Mornings and Barkley at Warner Brothers Discovery Sports as a commentator. 
Don Lemon's ousting was briefly addressed Tuesday on CNN this morning with co-hosts Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins sharing kind words about their now former colleague. Lemon, who had worked on the morning show since November launch, said he was fired Monday after 17 years at CNN. CNN confirmed Lemon's exit but refuted his account of what happened. The outlet said through the network's PR communication Twitter handle, he was offered an opportunity to meet with management but instead released a statement on Twitter. Lemon sparked controversy in February when he suggested Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley wasn't in her prime at age 51. He apologized and missed nearly a week of episodes before returning to, to the air. Monday also saw Fox News part ways with weeknight host Tucker Carlson. His final episode of Tucker Carlson Tonight aired last Friday. Freddie uh, Mercury handwritten lyrics and a crown and clock from his final Queen's tour are for sale in the upcoming auction shirts of rock fans. A sprawling collection of about 1,500 personal and professional items belonging to the late singer will be made available this summer by the Sotheby's Auction House. Organizers announced this today. Among the items available are manuscripts featuring Mercury's working lyrics for the hit We Are the Champions and Killer Queen. Mercury, who died in London, in 1991, left his estate to his longtime friend Mary Austin, who is making the items available. The We Are the Champion lyrics are expected to sell between 250000 and 375000 while the Killer Queen manuscript is projected to go for between 62000 and 87000 That's what Sotheby said. The crown, which resembles the UK Royal St. Edward's crown and Red Clock, that uh, Mercury wore while performing God Save the Queen in 1986 is expected to sell for between 75000 and and 100000 Also available are the guitar Mercury was believed to have used to write and record crazy little thing called Love, artwork owned by the Queen frontman, and a Tiffany & Company mustache comb. The collection will be displayed in New York, Los Angeles, and Hong Kong in June before going to auction in September. Drama surrounding uh, Morgan Whaling's uh, canceled concert in uh, Mississippi uh, continues. Amid claims that the country music star was too drunk to take the stage on Sunday, April 23rd, his event security company issued a statement regarding the matter. Uh, this is what they said. They said a higher employee of Best Crown Management made false claims as it related to last night Morgan Whaling concert, and we do not stand behind the details in the statement. This is what Best Crown Management has said on Sunday, referring to a TikTok video featuring a security guard making the drunk claims, saying, quote, please refer to Morgan's social media pages for details, unquote. Now, in his Instagram stories, the Thought You Should Know singer addresses the decision to cancel his show at the University of Mississippi Vaught-Hemingway Stadium on Sunday at last minute. And this is what he said. He said, quote, you all know how important my fans are to me, so I feel horrible about this news. There's nothing more I want to do than be on stage playing for you guys. But as of today, I'm on doctor order vocal rest, and we have to reschedule this week's show, unquote. Now, in the wake of his health issue, 
The award-winning musician also rescheduled a trio of concerts planned for Michigan, Illinois, and Nebraska in the upcoming days. The three-show has been postponed to June 27, September 8, and September 9. All original tickets will be honored for the new date. Fans, however, were not happy with the sudden cancellation. One concert goer even filed a lawsuit against the singer, accusing him of breach of contract and negligence. The plains of Pretis uh, County, a woman... Uh, also criticized the artist for not canceling the show in a timely manner in order to mitigate any damages incurred by his patrons. She is seeking compensatory damages and wants her suit to become a class action lawsuit. Katy Perry has vowed to release some new music very soon. The American Idol Judge fan, who are who are named nicknamed Katy Cats, are in store for a treat in the not so distant future. The 38-year-old superstar teased her new music in an interview with Extra. The raw hitmaker, who released her sixth uh, record, Smile, in 2020, previously teased that she would focus on a new record once her Las Vegas residency ends on November 4th. Meanwhile, Katie is set to perform at King Charles and Queen Camilla Coronation Concert on May 7th, and she gets to stay at Windsor Cal- uh, Castle. And Lil Durk is not afraid to show his fragile side, but only to the right persons these days. The hip-hop star admitted that he's going to therapy to help him cope with his emotion, which he had suppressed before. Speaking to XXL in an interview shared on Thursday, April 20th, the voice claimed he he's in a great space, creative space, thinking space, to myself space now. He elaborated saying, quote, I can think better to myself, not a lot of opinions around, not a lot of bad opinions around. I had to change my circle. I'm trying to win, unquote. When asked what made him feel good these days, a 30-year-old share being more open, being more open to letting uh, his new manager in, moving certain people out the way. Uh, he said that's the best feeling, therapy, the kids, the new team, all that. But the best feeling is really just starting over. Uh, Dirk is also working on to get his GED. In the meantime, Dirk will treat fans to his new album, The Voice 2.0, which is set to be released in the coming weeks. And in celebration of hip-hop, LL Cool J will be headlining his first tour in over 30 years with Rock the Bells and Live Nation Urban The Force, which stands for Frequency of Real Creative Energy Live. The multi-award winning Rock and Roll Hall of Famer and hip-hop icon will give lovers of the genre not a moment but a movement. Set to kick off in June before closing out in September, LL will bring along some of his hip-hop most Permanent acts, uh, including the transcendent award-winning band The Roots, the legendary DJ Jazzy Jeff, and DJ Zip Trip. In selected cities, Salt and Pepper, Queen Latifah, Rakim, Common, MC Light, Big Boy, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Ice T, Juvenile, Dougie Fresh, Slick Rick, De La Soul, Goody Mob, Jackass. Jade, I'm sorry, not Jackass, sorry, Jada Kiss, sorry Jada, Jada Kiss, Rick Ross, Method Man, and Red Man will all blaze the stage. As hip-hop continues to be celebrated 50 years later, the Force Tour aims to be unique. It's unlike the traditional opening act headline format. The show will be a nonstop musical mashup with artists performing interwoven within one continual musical set backed by the roots, and this is according to the announcement. The 24-day tour will begin on June 25th in Boston, Mass., 
at TD Garden and hit the major cities of Brooklyn, New York, Newark, New Jersey, Atlanta, Chicago, Houston, New Orleans, and Las Vegas before concluding on September 3rd in Los Angeles at the Kia Forum. Now, starting tomorrow, Thursday, April 27th at 10 a.m. Eastern, fans can start purchasing tickets via Live Nation pre-sale, Ticketmaster pre-sale, or a local venue and radio pre-sales. General tickets go on sale starting Friday, April 28th. And uh, Shakira will be bolstering her already impressive resume very soon. The 46-year-old artist will be presented with the Woman of the Year at the inaugural Billboard Latin Women and Musical event. The ceremony will take place on Sunday, May 7th in Miami and will be available to stream on Peacock and Telemundo. Ivy Queen and Jacqueline Bracamontes will serve as the evening host for a night where they will also hand out the Living Legend Award, Rising Star Award, Traditional Tradition and Future Award Agent of Change Award and Global Powerhouse Award. Shakira last appeared on Carol G. TQG back in February. One month prior, she joined uh, Bizarrap for Berserk Music Session, Volume 53, but has not released a full-length project since 2021 Laundry Service, Wash and Dried. Hmm. And, uh... Live Nation Urban has promised that the summer block party tour starring Jodeci, SWV, and Drew Hill will be one of the biggest R&B tours of 2023. The tour of North American Run begins on July 28th in Charlotte, North Carolina, and will hit other major cities, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Chicago, Detroit, Atlanta, Houston, and Los Angeles, before concluding in early September. The Live Nation pre-sale will be available again Tomorrow, Thursday, April 27th at 10 a.m. local time, generally on sale will be available on Friday, April 28th at 10 a.m. local time. Josie first announced their reunion in December of 2021 before joining New Edition The Culture Tour in 2022 as a supporting act with Charlie Wilson. And following SWV controversial tour attempt with Escape, the trio is excited to go uh, to co-headline this tour. And although Drew Hill versus with Josie never came to be, fans can look forward to seeing how these R&B groups will interact on the road. Well, that is going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Make sure you stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.